Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Scoop to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and other experts in the food and beverage industry about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Consumer demand for local food and beverages is no longer a niche market. Rather, it's fully in the mainstream. But an outgrowth of this trend that is just starting to peak over the horizon is a do-it-yourself food and beverage movement. Early adopters might be brewing beer at home or fermenting their own kombucha in their kitchens and sprouting their own seeds. While these may seem like fringe consumers now, the trend is picking up steam. But to what extent are these DIY options a threat to manufacturers of packaged foods and beverages? And to what extent does this trend create opportunities for innovative entrepreneurs? Carl Jorgensen, who is the Director of Global Consumer Strategy at the brand building firm Damon Worldwide, is with me today to talk about what this movement entails and its potential impact on the food and beverage industry. Thanks for joining me, Carl. Thanks, Elizabeth. Carl, this is such a new concept. I'm wondering if you can start us out by defining what do-it-yourself means in terms of food and beverage and explaining how it's related to the local food movement and what's driving consumer interest in it. Well, as the name suggests, it's all about taking control of our own wellness. It's more than food. It's the urge to self-sufficiency in our lives. Rather than just relying on doctors and drugs, millennial moms go online to research natural remedies. It's the food as medicine trend. Nature has already designed everything we need for our health, and it's just a matter of learning to use what's there. As far as how it's related to the local food movement, think of do-it-yourself as one step beyond local, or in the case of using locally and grown ingredients, an extension of local. It's a return to what our grandparents did, growing and cooking our own food. When we think about it in terms of the local food movement, I know one of the big drivers there was a desire for consumers to know where their food was coming from. And I'm curious to what extent consumer demand for more transparency is also a factor in this DIY movement. Oh, the DIY movement really is a natural extension of transparency, of knowing where our food comes from. If you have your own laying hens in your backyard, you sure know where your eggs are coming from. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> how would you quantify the DIY food and beverage movement? I mean, do you have a sense of how many people are growing their own food or brewing their own beer or making their own yogurt? Well, here's an amazing stat from the uh, National Gardening Association. I had to actually double-check this, and it, it's real. Uh, one-third of American households already grow some of their own food. Home brewing of beer is legal now in all 50 states. Uh, the American Home Brewers Association has over 46,000 members. And I saw a recent estimate that over 1.2 million people brew their own beer in the United States. That's, that's huge. That is a lot. And that's a lot of people who aren't bringing their dollars to the store to invest in CPGs that are bringing these. I mean, can you talk us a little bit about the extent that this movement is currently or could become a competitive threat to 
traditional food and beverage CPG manufacturers? Well, that's actually hard to say, but consider that even the most diehard do-it-yourselfers still like convenience. Uh, you, you may make some or a lot of your own food, but much of the time you will want to enjoy the convenience of takeout or a container of blueberry yogurt. That's true, especially in today's busy culture where we're all on the go and can be yes. hard to carve out time. The flip side, I think, of this is to what extent is this trend creating opportunities for retailers or brand manufacturers? Do you have examples of anyone who's already playing in this space or how consumers are responding? Well, I, I think it's much better to think in terms of the opportunities rather than the threats posed by the do-it-yourself trend. I mean, think of the growing popularity of services at supermarkets like Hannaford that they'll prep your ingredients while you shop and put them in a tidy package for you to take home and cook. Um, indoor gardening setups like the one from Grove Ecosystems make sustainable food production possible even in city apartments. I think these are huge opportunities. Yeah, you mentioned the one with the, the grocery store sort of prepping ingredients for you, and that's obviously a, a big time saver. And it reminds me of meal kits, which are really hot right now. So to what extent do you see them fitting into this trend, and are there other trends that you see tying in? Well, meal kits like Blue Apron and increasingly retailer-prepared meal kits um, offer a combination of convenience and the satisfaction of doing it yourself. Many meal kit customers report that they learn new cooking styles and techniques, as well as experience new flavors from meal kits, and these are experiences that they might not otherwise have. And as we are quickly learning in food retailing, experiences, not products, are the key drivers of success. So it sort of sounds like it's a, an instance of a rising tide lifting all boats here. As consumers learn more, I guess they'll want to buy more. Exactly. I know we're already talking about a trend that's really new and, and in the future. But what do you think the timeline is on this movement, and what are maybe one or two actionable steps that manufacturers and retailers can take now to either stay ahead of it or to get in on the ground level? Well, as you said, with this trend, the future is now. Uh, manufacturers and retailers should be looking to provide products and services that make it easier and more enjoyable for us to take control of our food. Um, the quantified health movement, uh, which is, I consider, an extension of, of do-it-yourself, also has enormous potential to create new markets. Uh, we're seeing it in personal digital performance monitors like Fitbit and the Apple Watch, and also in uh, DNA testing-based programs that offer personalized diet and exercise regimens based on your own personal DNA. And these programs may even help predict uh, future health concerns. Technology really offers greatly enhanced ability for us to take control of our own wellness and a brave new world of business opportunities. Carl, I want to thank you for bringing our attention to such a nascent trend and helping industry players think through its potential impact and what they should be doing now so that they're ready to respond. I also want to thank everyone for listening today and hope you will join me again next week for another episode 
of Food Navigator USA's Soups and Nuts podcast. This is Elizabeth Crawford signing off. <music>